cold cycle. And what that means is, let's say you've been dating someone where, you know, they act loving. They're with you all the time when you're together. They, you know, you have great sex, you're having a great time. But then when you're not together, their communication is appalling. They don't text frequently. So up here, your brain is trying to give you all the evidence to suggest that this person loves you. But down here, your gut knows that no, there's something so wrong. And that person is making me react this way. Hello, this is Joseph Rebelli here. You are listening to the Digital Bosses Podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode. So today we are talking about something that I'm sure at least once we all struggle with, and it is dating. I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. Isn't this a podcast supposed to be all about business and marketing? That is true. However, dating is like marketing. Think about it. The clearer is your message, the better is the outcome. Whether that is for a new product or looking for your niche. And when it comes to dating and relationships, often the way our private life goes has a reflection on the way our business go. Therefore, I decided to cover this on the episode because this can be a great way to find clarity within your personal life as well as in your business. Relationships are the foundation for anything we do and whether you are in the process of looking for your partner in life or in business, I am sure my today's guest will deliver value to you as we speak. Ken Raid is a relationship expert and as a relationship coach, he helps men, mostly gay men, to find honest and committed partners by working on their self-esteem and essentially find themselves before they find their partner. Ken has loads of expertise when it comes to psychology and relationship And in today's episode, his goal is to help you identify and understand better your behavior when you are looking for your partner. We are going to be covering what is the difference between connection and chemistry? Why is it so hard to come out of an abusive relationship? What is the real deal when it comes to monogamy and polygamy? What is really holding you back in the dating process? This is a interesting, light and friendly conversation which has the goal to keep you company and make you think when you are on your way to somewhere or when you're having a little bit of me time. If you're liking what you're hearing and you would love to let me know that you're tuning in, make sure you take a screenshot of the episode, tag me at Joseph Rebelli on your Instagram stories. And if you found value out of this episode and you want to support Digital Bosses, make sure you go on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review, five stars for good karma, and let me know what you think of today's show. Without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast. Here's your host, Joseph Rebelli a marketing strategist, brand building expert, and founder of the Rebelli Digital Agency. My definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so that you can show up for everyone and everything, personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss. I created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dream into a purposeful and profitable business. If you are an ambitious coach, content creator, entrepreneur, or 
overwhelming the making who is looking to create a business that makes an impact and helps you create a life that you love, well, you are in the right place. So let's dive right into it. Hey, Ken, how are you today? I'm really good, Joseph. How are you? Very well. I am really excited to have you on the show because today we are talking about something that is a little bit different from what I normally talk about on the podcast. We talk about business here quite a lot, but we never really talk about relationships. And the reason why I thought your help was needed on my show is because lots of people out there are struggling with relationship and that affects the way they perform in business. So I would love you to share a little bit more about you, who you are, and how did you get to where you are today? Sure. Well, to answer that, Joseph, so I am a relationship coach for gay men. I basically, in a nutshell, help my clients delete their dating apps by boosting their confidence, their communication, self-esteem to attract open, honest and committed partners. My journey to getting here was very accidental. It was not my career plan. I basically had a major heartbreak at the beginning of last year, which made me question everything I knew about relationships. And through that journey of really working through my grief for six months off the back of that, I learned a lot about relationships, also realized that there is a significant gap for gay men, lesbian women, transgender, bisexuals, who don't have guidance or role models for how to create healthy relationships. A lot of the advice is geared around coming out And there's an absence of information about, well, how do we create a healthy relationship? So I invested in a counselling diploma this year and that evolved into me realising that I could take a lot of that valuable, valuable mental health learning and teaching and essentially consulting into a business where I wouldn't necessarily suffer from the legal parameters and I could help guide my clients with a combination of therapy as well as the structure and guidance of a PT. So that's been a bit about my journey. That's amazing. And I think, you know, dating is really difficult, especially in the, I mean, I I talk about my own experience really, but in general, in the gay world, I think in any world, but in the gay world particularly, I find it very difficult because there are some dynamics that are a little bit different. And also in the time of social media, in the times of online dating. I mean, we are in a pandemic right now, so dating has been harder than ever. (laughs) So, uh, you know, when you have to rely only on online dating, and it does go down to age as well. I have loads of friends and what is the biggest issue? It's really difficult to find someone online. Online dating has a completely different dynamic. What would you say, based on your client experience, what is the biggest challenge that people are facing when it comes to dating online, but in general? That is a fantastic question. So I would say, generally speaking, people have an idea of what they think is wrong. They'll say things like, I, they'll say things like, I'm not attractive. I am, you know, attracting this kind of person or... I feel like I'm getting turned off by these kind of people. And they'll even say things like, I need to go to the gym more. I want to do this. I want to do that. Really, the bottom line is that the biggest problem people believe they have is that they're attracting the wrong person, particularly. And from the gay men that I talk to in my following, they say, like, I'm attracting the wrong guy. It's never COVID. 
it's never, you know, all online dating sucks. It's never some mysterious external force. It's just that I'm attracting the wrong guy. And when it comes to online dating as well as in person, there are challenges that are unique to our community that make it harder. For instance, if you are meeting people in a regular environment, which may not necessarily be gay centric, like going to a club or to a bar, the challenge can be just approaching another man, if you will, and overcoming that first barrier of, oh, are you gay? So that's one of the biggest challenges of meeting in real life. So that's why we see so many gay men online. And as a consequence, you've also then got the dating pool mixed in with all these kind of people who are unsure what they want. They don't know how to create a relationship successfully because they probably weren't even shown themselves by their parents for whatever reason. And then to add to it, there's also so much trauma from growing up that hasn't even been, that hasn't even been addressed. So what we often see is people assuming that they're magnets for the wrong people. Oh yeah. The reality is much more in depth with how people have been brought up. Oh, absolutely. I agree. And what is coming up for me is you attract different people based on the way you also express yourself this is bringing me to the next question because there is a common phrases that i used to hear all the time and it was oh you know there's no chemistry there is a huge misconception on chemistry over connections so what's your take on that this is fantastic so here's the thing i think both of them are a bit of a they're not reliable They're not reliable metrics for determining whether someone's relationship material. What we often find is that when we're dating, we so heavily rely on the chemistry, the connection. Oh, the conversation was amazing. Their jokes are so funny. I've never met a guy like this. That's all very nice and well. <laughs> yeah, that's so common, honestly. It it's is. Just like, how do you know in one date? <laughs> well, the, the answer is you don't. And the other, but what people are really picking up on is the physical attraction. So the thing is, physical attraction is a funny thing. You may sit down with someone who's reasonable, maybe not even even have to be a 10. You sit across from them and you're like, okay, let's see how this goes. Then they just start hitting the right beats. They talk well, they're funny, they're engaging. They like the same things you do because similar interests attract not opposites. So people then lead themselves into thinking, oh, I'm feeling this magic between this individual. They must feel it too. No. When you look at an artwork, do you often agree with the person looking at that artwork that it's a good looking piece of art? Probably not. And the same is true in relationships and dating. So the real C word that people miss out on when they're looking for a relationship is compatibility. Mm. And so having attraction is still very important. Having chemistry and connection without compatibility does not equal a relationship. And it makes so much sense. And the way you explain it, I think is really clear because it's really down to what do you expect when you meet someone? And I feel like sometimes the expectation can be 
wrong. Looking for the right person is very, very difficult. But sometimes this really affects the way you perform in other areas, as I mentioned at the very beginning. What is coming up for me is when people are in a relationship already and they go into an abusive relationship. Something that I shared previously on my show, I have been in an abusive relationship before. And what was the feedback that I had from people around me was that, well, don't, why don't you just leave? And mm-hmm. I, w- <laughs> I know you have a great point here, which I would love you to yeah. share. So why do you think people are, they know sometimes they are in the wrong place with the wrong person, but they just can't let it go. Why is that? Yeah, this is such a great question, Joseph. So I want to make it clear for everyone watching that this is something that most people get wrong on the outside because they don't appreciate Mm. it. So let me explain. Uh, You can be in an abusive relationship. You're being gaslit. You're being love bombed. You are just being given these epic hot and cold cycles that are just so bad for your own sense of security and well-being. So obviously me just saying that, it's like, like, why would you stay? Why wouldn't you go into a healthy relationship is the reason why there's a few things there's when you're growing up if you grew up in a childhood environment where it wasn't safe you weren't able to put your needs first you were in the custody of a mother and a father who were abusive themselves they may not have hit you but maybe they just didn't accept your reality. Maybe they Mm. gaslit you. Maybe they created this idea that these, this is like what a normal relationship is. So that's part of it. Now the other element too for gay men that's very relevant is that the first man that we ever technically fall in love with is our dad. That man has so much responsibility for raising us and also providing us with unconditional warmth, support and love. Now, for the purpose of our discussion, I'm going to call love affection because Mm. that's part of it, as is listening. So being able to sit with your emotions and actively listen to you. Now, I know I never got that as a child. I know a lot of other men never really received that too as they were growing up. So as a Mm. consequence we are denied a basic fundamental human right that when we're finally exposed to someone who we think, you know, is affectionate, warm, loving, that if we go into these abusive relationships, it's like we're receiving what we should have had consistently at say a six out of 10 at a 10 Mm -hmm. out of 10. So it's crazy. To put it in another way, let's just say you have grown up all your time eating consistent food. You know it's nourishing, you know it's good for you. Now let's just say this time you're a beggar, you've never touched food in your life, but you know there's an ache for where it should have been. You're then introduced by someone to a buffet. You've got all this food lying around you and they're telling you it'll still be here by the following morning. And so you're eating everything. You're going crazy because you've never felt this good before. And then all of a sudden you go to sleep and the next day the food is gone and there's crumbs left on the, there's no crumbs left on the floor. And now you're hungrier than ever because you've eaten so much and you're starving for that affection. My strongest advice is to really be self-aware that these patterns of behavior 
will not change unless you recognize your involvement in it. And that comes with asking a very hard question is, what's the reason you choose to stay in this? What is the one thing this person gives you that you can't get anywhere else? Mm. And quite often the answer is, oh, well, they love me like, you know, I've never had before. Like they'll say, I love this abusive partner and I believe them because it's true. They were given something that they've never had before. So a way to get out of that, and it's I'm oversimplifying the process, is you need to build up your own self-love. You need to start praising yourself, complimenting yourself. Yeah. Act like you are your own parent and you are your child. Start treating yourself well. Put yourself first. Do things that you love. And so critical to this, have friends, a support network of guys and girls who can listen to you. You go to someone that you're like, let's just say you're having a problem, Joseph, like you're like, you're having a bad day. You want to go to the person in your friendship circle. Who's not going to give you solutions. They're just going to sit with you and go, yeah, no wonder you're having a shit day. It sounds like it's really hard for you. So having friends that actively listen to you allows you to overcome loneliness. Mm. You've now got a sense of, you know, your own needs being met. So why do you need the abuser? You don't need them anymore because all they're doing is abusing you. So in a nutshell, you've taken away the one thing that they were giving you that you relied on them for. Mm, that makes so much sense. And let me share this. It's not easy, right? I talk from a personal experience. I've been in an abusive relationship before. And you have to do this work of self-love. And as much as it sounds silly, it is not at all. Yeah. Because you're going to realize once you do that, that the person that is with you doesn't really have the best interest on you. It's more of a possession. And that brings me to another huge misconception, which is when, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I hate jealousy. Jealousy for me yeah. is just so, um, I just find this is a huge turning down for me when people are too possessive, when people are too, you know, jealous. I feel that possession that they have on you is really reflecting an insecurity on themselves. Just something that I wouldn't be able to deal with personally. But obviously, of course, everybody's different. But this is bring me to the next question, which is when people are dating and they are at the very beginning, they, you know, might find a great connection with someone and they might feel the butterflies on the stomach. Do you have a very great perspective on the butterflies? And I would love to share that with the audience. Yeah, sure. So... The truth about the butterflies is that it's not this romantic sign that you, that this person is the one for you. Basically mm -hmm. anytime that for instance, we do something nerve wracking, like we know is slightly, you know, like frightening, like stepping on stage, about to go bungee jumping, we get the butterflies initially because we're doing something that's quite scary. Our body knows this is something we're not comfortable with. It's uncomfortable. So you go dating and, you know, you're getting the butterflies. However, it's very important to realize that that early set of like butterflies, yeah, that's normal. But when your stomach is knotting, you're getting that fluttering in your stomach. What's actually happening is your colon is actually getting restricted oxygen. And as a, it's right. actually a trauma response. Your body is actually sending you fight or flight signals 
And it's because the individual that you are seeing is making you nervous, they're confused, and therefore their confusion is making you confused. And it usually happens when you're through a hot and cold cycle. And what that means is, let's say you've been dating someone where, you know, they act loving. They're with you all the time when you're together. They, you know, you have great sex, you're having a great time. But then when you're not yeah. together, their communication is appalling. They don't text frequently. So up here, your brain is trying to give you all the evidence to suggest that this person loves you. But down here, your gut knows that no, there's something so wrong. And that person is making me react this way. So that's how to determine when the butterflies is actually a sign of trouble rather than trust. Right. That's so fascinating. It makes so much sense. It's basically danger. Yeah. That's exactly right. And it's so fascinating to me the way you explain it because it's so clear and it actually makes so much sense. It's very analytic. So thank you for, for that. And the next question I have is related to couples, especially gay couples. There is a misconception on gay dating that gay people cannot be monogamous. I would love you to share a little bit of your expertise about that because that's going to, you know, overcome a huge myth over there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you nailed the right word. It's a myth. So let me explain something. Uh, Monogamy is ultimately a choice. It's not like being gay means that we can only do polygamy. It doesn't mean that at all. That's so wrong. Polygamy is also a choice. Let me explain something. Uh, and we are okay with both of them, by the way. For anybody that is polygamous out there, I am totally okay with you, and I'm sure Ken is as well. We're just explaining the difference here. Oh, yeah. I mean, without going into my own dating history, I've had plenty of both. So um, here's what I'd say. I think that the key thing to understand about gay men and open relationships, the reason that there's the myth is that because there are a lot of guys for one reason or another, are not ready to settle down. They're threatened. Mm. Now, they will say, I want monogamy. I want a relationship. Yeah. But when they're... Straight out of the gate. Yeah. And often they'll be very clear about that too. They'll be like, you know, I like the idea of monogamy in a relationship. What they don't tell you, however, is they're not okay with intimacy. What they think they want is intimacy with sex. What they think they want is external validation from other people to make them feel good. What they're not okay with is deep and meaningful interaction and affection Mm. with their lover. So the other thing to remember too is, it's like, you know, men in general, regardless of whether you're gay or straight, are also learning how to connect with their emotions. Because going back to what I was saying earlier, this is something that we're not really taught on. In fact, quite often we're frowned upon for sharing our emotions. So yeah. can you, so just to help you sort of visualize it, you've got guys who don't like connecting with their emotions. They think sex is the only way to have that intimacy and their way of pushing, their way of pushing against their partner when they, when they want to create the genuine intimacy is to back off and sometimes to open up these relationships to more people just so they can feel safe and loved. What it ultimately does is it causes them to feel even more intense loneliness and inner turmoil because they don't feel good in themselves. So to give you a classic example of this, this is the kind of situation where you'll find two gay men who often will dispute about the nature of the relationship. They would have started by saying we want to do monogamy 
And then on, then, you know, one is pushing harder for it than the other. The one who wants to open the relationship up is the one who's afraid of intimacy. And so what we often see is that when that relationship dissolves, the person who was afraid of intimacy usually jumps into another relationship almost immediately because they're lonely in the absence of company. But funnily enough, they don't like being too close to another partner at the same time. So that's why they try and open these things up and try and have more people coming in to make them feel better. But ultimately, this pattern of behaviour doesn't actually make them feel good. It doesn't complete the gap in their own emotions. So to summarise, these people who have what we call an avoidant pattern of behaviour are common Mm. in straight men, gay men, straight women, gay women, lesbians, bisexuals, and it really does stem again from childhood experiences. We just tend to see a lot more of it with gay men because with that disconnect of being able to connect with our emotions, people then naturally assume, oh, well, you guys are all, you know, you don't do monogamy. Couldn't be further from the truth. There are plenty of monogamous gay men out there and that's what they love because they're actually capable of monogamy. That's so fascinating. And personally, I relate to this because what you mentioned earlier about you have to open the relationship from day one. It's something that I experienced in the past because I was in a relationship where, you know, my partner, my ex-partner decided to open the relationship halfway through. And I knew there was just a way to make it last a little longer. And I knew that was going to finish eventually because that didn't, we did not agree on this from day one. And, you know, when you use, the open relationship strategy as a way to save your relationship that doesn't work but when no it doesn't because that's not a choice that's a that's a style of relationship right so you open the relationship because you feel that way and there's nothing wrong with it it's just that it's something that you cannot cover for a long period of time and it's it's interesting how sometimes the uh, open relationship gets seen as an option rather than it actually is a fact. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that's also really important with what you're saying, Joseph, is that sometimes people choose to use the, they think that having an open relationship is sort of like a get out of jail free card. Like we don't have to go through the breakup. Let's do an open oh, relationship. Yeah. It's like, yeah, doesn't work like that. You, cause there's so like an open relationship is complicated. You have to, add rules to that. People think, oh, well, we can do love without rules. No. no. A friendship has rules. You don't sleep with your friends. A relationship that's monogamous is, has rules. You don't sleep with more than one person. So you now, when you open up to an open relationship, there's two things going on. One, you're trying to overcomplicate an already existing relationship. Mm. With two, because you're feeling dissatisfied with your existing relationship. And let me share something. Lots of times people connect open relationship only to sex. Yes. And that's not true because I have plenty of friends that have open relationships and they're not opening the relationship only due to sex. It's also due to sometimes connection or due to the fact that they cannot find in one person what makes them feel complete. And rather you agree with it or not, it is just another point of an open relationship as well. So, Talking about 
relationship again. And I have a question for you that I'm sure is going to help anybody out there that cannot get into the relationship point because they are only getting one night stand. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's something that I know you covered a lot on your channel. And your perspective on it, it's great. And I would love you to share it with my listeners. Well, well. my answer would be, if you are in a situation where you constantly feel like you're getting hookups, assess how you're getting those hookups. Are you using Grindr? Are you, you know, how are you communicating with your partner when you're getting into these situations? Are you meeting at a club or a bar where you're getting drunk and then just sort of going home to their place and then you're getting frustrated and thinking, oh, all these guys just want one night stands. You've got to really be mindful of how you're getting into these things. And I think we tend to just assume that it's the other person's fault without ever wanting to take responsibility for our actions. So my biggest answer to this Mm. is assess the methods, the communication and the actions of how you are getting to this particular outcome and work back from there and then be like, okay, well, I want to build a relationship. So what would I need to do in order to build a relationship? Oh, maybe I should actually communicate with my partner, you know, in a sober environment that this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking to build a relationship. And if it's in fact a monogamous relationship that I want, maybe I should suggest that to my partner earlier rather than later because if it does go down the rabbit hole of them wanting to open it up six months in at least I can say that's great for you but that's not what I signed on for so I think my real clear answer is if you're stuck with one night stands and you're not having fun change the game you're playing and what is coming up for me is clarity the more clarity you put into your message, whether it is online or in person, when you're communicating, the more the outcome will change. And if you are looking for, I think, you know, one of the examples that brings up to me is when people go on dating and they answer, like, what are you looking for? And they go, oh, you know, I am open mind, date, fun, whatever happens. <laughs> so that's not clear to me. Yeah. <laughs> No, in fact, I don't know about you, Joseph. One of the things that I often see guys here in Australia do, they'll say, I'm only looking for dates, mates, and maybe if we get along, then we'll have a relationship. Oh, yeah, that's very common. That's very, very common. (laughs) Yeah, and it's... And the thing is, I read that now and go, you have no idea what you're looking for. And I'll even call guys out on that too, and I'll be like, in my experience, not as a professional, as in my experience this doesn't read to me like you know what you're looking for. And they'll go, oh, well, you know, I kind of want a relationship. I'm like, unless you're 100% certain that you want a relationship, chat. I don't want (laughs) to deal with you. Exactly. It's one of those things. People are not really clear. And when you're not clear, um, you're giving mislead message. You don't really understand. Yes. What is what the person is looking for. And therefore, you already starting in the wrong foot. So completely get you completely hear you and i'm sure lots of people out there are experiencing this so you share so yeah. much wisdom and so much knowledge with us today and i would love you to share where our listener can find you yeah so you can find me on my instagram account which is ken.read underscore relationship dot coach and that is where i'm at 
for the time being. I am going to expand onto Facebook and also to YouTube. Awesome. And for the time being, this is where I'm at. Come say hi. And I'm very happy to help you all out. And yeah, if you're looking for something more serious where you actually want to, you know, you want to delete your dating app, you want to find an open committed man, please feel free to apply to work with me. I've got a few spots left for currently for my 2020 find my man program. And yeah, that's, where people can come to connect. That's amazing. And I can see a collaboration on YouTube between me and you in the future, because I'm sure my YouTube audience will feel that will actually find your help very useful. So thank you so much for being with me at the Digital Bosses podcast. I am sure lots of the listeners will find lots of value out of what you just shared. And thank you so much for everything. Thank you for coming on board. My pleasure, Joseph. And I think the one last thing I'll say is that I think for your audience who are more on the business side of things, dating is just like marketing. The more you're clear about what your niche is and what you're offering, the better you'll be with the kind of guy that you bring into your life. I love that. And I'm going to absolutely close with this. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, Joseph. All right. That is it for the day. Now it's your turn to make yourself heard. So I want you to go over on Facebook and join our Digital Bosses Community Facebook group where you can let me know what do you think about today's show. Or if you are someone that is more hanging out on Instagram, you can hang out with me at Joseph Rebelli. You can Take a screenshot of the episode, tag me on your Instagram story, and I will make sure that I will repost you. And I would love to know what do you think of the episode and what was your biggest takeaway. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you same time, same place next week.